podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to A Celtic State of Mind, I'm Paul John Dykes and today I'm delighted to be joined by James Allen of Las Vegas. I'll tell you, way back in the MySpace days, I, I discovered Las Vegas when either yourself or someone in the band uploaded the, you know, the home tapes back then. And I always felt at that time that it was, it was a real kind of punk approach, you know, a DIY approach to getting your music out there. What was your, what was your thinking behind that? Whose idea was that? Cousin Rabs, I think that I'd, uh, I'd recorded some of the demos I in the house, and uh, I don't even know if I knew that he'd put them on the internet, to be honest. Right, right. I think he just used to do it on the fly, kind of thing. The good thing about that, and um, the chap who also contributes to the podcast is the exact same big music fan, and we both discovered Las Vegas the same way, and that was through these home tapes. Um, and there was something about the sound. Also, I must say, the the, the voice and the fact that, that you weren't afraid to, to use your own accent, that was a massive thing for me, because everybody tries to sing in a kind of faux American style. Um, I, I just found that was more believable and a wee bit more kind of real. Uh, was that something that was intentional or, you know... What was your thinking about that? Pro- probably a mixture of instinctive. Mm. Um, I think it was just, I mean, if, if I try and imagine the songs being sung in an American accent, it's quite hard to, under, it's quite hard to imagine it. Mm. But I, I, to be honest with you, I don't really think it was much um, like premeditated mm-hmm. uh, sort of an idea. I think it was... I think it was a lot more instinctive. I think like most of the things that I do, for the good or the bad, I think it is all driven through instinct, really. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And um, I guess, I guess that was quite a good, uh, it's quite a, a good medium that with the internet kind of thing. Absolutely, um, absolutely. Just to sort of get to some people, but uh, I mean, I don't. I guess I'd always, I've always been quite a confident person as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I didn't really, and I, I'm quite—it's quite hard to believe that that what 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 we were doing or what, what the songs that I've written. I'm so surprised, and I always will be that like that they were only written in like 1979 mm-hmm. by a punk band or something, and they were only sang the way I sang them. Absolutely, then, I'm surprised it took all that time. I'm glad they did because. It, 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 I guess it gave it, it, it's it, it helped me sort of uh, have my my indistinctive uh, voice or you know and I think it, it, but I'm really surprised it never happened way before us. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you trusted that. Daddy's gone, but you would. Uh, I thought that would have been written five in the seventies or something. Well, uh, yeah, Daddy's gone. Really, just. You know, that was the one I think that hooked me in, uh, you know, James. And quite soon after that, you did a gig 
in Dunfermline at Carnegie Hall, um, which is a lovely venue. But I, I, th- I think you were still unsigned at that time. Would, would I be right in saying that? You played at Carnegie Hall with about four or five other bands. A good, oh, it must have been ten years ago now. Can you remember that gig? I think it was 2008. I still have the ticket stub somewhere. And 2008, I, 2008, we would have, we would have been signed, but we didn't have the, the album out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's what it was. I. That was the first time, James. I heard you playing. Um, Be my baby, and it was the, the sound was so powerful that I thought to myself. Power, but you obviously you went and did. How how difficult is it to translate it from the stage to the recording studio? Uh, oh, I guess it's I'm, I'm recording an album now, so it's, mm-hmm. it's bloody hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I've, it's, I guess it's I think the, the two go hand in hand. I guess it's been able to once the record's normally done. It's a different thing now because. At that point, before we'd recorded our first album, all we know is practically in a, in a wee room playing together or on a, or on a wee stage playing mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. That's all we know. But, um, but now it's a wee bit different because each album that comes after that, you don't have the months of playing live before you record the album. Yeah, yeah. Kind of thing. So um, I think that it's, pr- it's, it's probably harder to... Um, it's probably harder to actually make a recording that you feel like gets the point across of what you're trying to mm-hmm. trying to say. Mm-hmm. Sonically, uh, melodically, you know, uh, atmosphere-wise, it's so. I think that once you can do that, then I, I guess the, the 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 live thing just takes care of itself. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of always works out in the end. You know? Yeah, I always remember uh, Lee Nevers. Uh, he was quite tortured because he could not capture the sound in the recording studio. You were the last, you know. Um, it must be very difficult for musicians like yourself. Um, oh, I, I guess, I guess, because it's, it's all—it's—it's it's what your expectations are, and I guess the way you imagine something. Uh, it's about and, and for how close you want to get to that, because what you're trying to make a solid vibration coming out of a speaker—that—that's—that's that's all coming from your imagination, mm-hmm. and that's that—that that is no. Uh, uh, you know that that's just that's just a thought in your in your mind, and you're trying to make that a solid, tangible thing. You know what I mean? And I think that's that, that that's a difficulty. And I'm sure that I'm sure that's the same for a lot of artists. But for me, I'm I'm never I'm never gone for perfection. It's no something perfect that I'm going for. Mm-hmm. It's, I just try and get the record to a point that it's acceptable. And once I can get it to that point, which is quite a hard point to even get it to, then I'm done with it. That's that. I'm, I'm, it's complete. Mm-hmm. Once, I, once I'm actually, it's just acceptable, really. Do you know what I mean? I guess maybe there's other people that would strive a lot more for perfection. But yeah. it's not, sometimes with these things, it's like you, you can't hold, you can't hold on it too tight. Mm-hmm. I think that sometimes you can suffocate the idea, and and I, I guess I try and. I try and not do that because I think that there's a certain you, you might gain something in terms of the sound or whatever. It might be maybe a, a harder, powerful sound or whatever, but you might lose something in the uh, the feeling of 
themselves and being spontaneous. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's all these wee fine lines and tight ropes, I guess. And, and I've, I've probably fell into most of the traps myself. Right. You know right. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, one song, I don't want to get too over-analytical with, with the songs, etc. But one song, James, that uh, both Kevin and I have discussed at length is uh, Cheating Heart. Uh, because lyrically, it's just, it, it's really quite... I mean, it's something that you're looking at that and you think, wow, you can see your, your own self listening to it, you can see your own self in that song. Um, I mean, is that something, again, that's out there now? Or can you look back on that and, and pinpoint what your motivation was, what you were thinking when you were writing such a, a strong and powerful lyric as that? Um, well, thanks for that. I mean, thanks for a lot of these things that you're saying. It's really, it's really uh, encouraging and it's really, it's amazing. And it's still, even now, it still surprises me. And it's not that I don't believe in the music. I, I really do, but I, it's more like I love the music, like I love, like you would love, like, a bunch of pets that you've got in the house. Yeah. And you love your pets, but you don't expect the world to stop and take notice of your pets and to love your pets like that, you know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, even now, I'm still quite, and I'm still, even though it's more cheating heart, it makes me cry. It's, I don't, it's, it's something that's quite hard for me to understand, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, because a lot of the times it's when you're writing these things you, there's something there's some energy and there's some there's something that feels right you know it's like somebody like leading you a certain direction and you just keep you just follow along that direction and you just and it just happens you get into some kind of like hypnotic uh, state and I think that normally you, when you wake up out yet you've got a paper that's like you know, let's get ink running for it and by the words and there's not really a lot that you can you can work out how or why mm. or you know mm. and uh, I think that with that song it's it's it's, it's a bit like that um, but I think that with that song it was I remember starting to starting to write the words I was I was sitting with the guitar and then. I was, I was like kind of near the end of the song mm-hmm. and then I went away and I got a cup of tea or whatever can I burn, came back and I've still got this recording somewhere so it's like me sitting and singing it and then I go away and get a can of ginger or something <laughs> and then I came back in 10 minutes later still recording and then I've written, and I've written the last part uh, like, and, I, and I knew that with that song that I started getting really nervous as I got to the end of it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did because I knew that I was on the edge of something that was that that there could possibly be something special here. Yeah, yeah. And and and, and as I was getting to the end of it, I, I think let's like, say that near the end of the song, uh, uh, I didn't have the I didn't have the end of the song yet, and I was like, oh, look, this is the part where um, it's it's either just going to be something. Like, So that was quite a dramatic story there, wasn't it? Uh, I was bumped into the end of the song, and then <laughs> that. So that that's that's kind of that sound that you hear. That that is kind of like inside you mm-hmm. when you're getting to the end of the song. And if you've not got that last line, if you've not got that last lyric, that is the sound that you hear inside you. 
that alarm that just went off in this, <laughs> in this building, <laughs> that, that was the perfect noise to happen because that's what happens and you start to get really nervous and really, uh, I don't know, just nervous. And, um, and then so the end of that song, when it was building, um, which I didn't have, uh, cross my heart, hope to die, that's my own cheating heart that makes me cry. And when I'd had that bit, then then everything just, oh, just everything just just felt like bliss, you know what I mean? Like a thick bliss. And uh, mm-hmm. but I, I mean, sorry for rambling about this song, but I mean, the, the question you were asking, I guess, was like where where the song was coming from. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, James. Aye. and I think that's. I mean, it's also interesting that a wee bit of bars iron brew kind of helped you along as well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what what also interested me was um, I had read some articles in the, the Celtic View and then I'd read a book by a chap called Richard Purden that you had contributed to. Um, and then that's when I discovered that you also had this, this love of Celtic football club. Um, and, you, um, you, remind me, you remind me of him a wee bit. Oh, Richard, aye, aye. You just, just with your voice, your speak voice. I don't know if it's just I feel the Celtic vibrations coming through or something like that. It could be. Man as well. Yes, he's a good lad actually. I, I I do know Richard just over in Edinburgh there, um, and he yes. is a, he's a good lad, very good writer as well, uh, very good writer. And you know that's funny because the, the 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 book that he wrote that I was in, I, I was describing Celtic with Celtic meant to me, mm-hmm. and um, it was funny because I was I was talking about my hero was Andy Walker. Yeah. Well, my, my heroes was that 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 centenary year team. Mm-hmm. That that was because people talk about the Lisbon Lions and they talk about even they talk about up to like the Larsons and stuff. That's not my heroes. My heroes is I mean I love I love these people. I mean that, that, that how iconic the the, the Lisbon Lions are. It's, yeah. it's an unbelievable story. But the thing that I connect with even up, even above that is the centenary year team. Mm-hmm. Bonner, Morris, Rogan, Aiken, McCarthy, Grant, Miller, McStay, McAvenny, Walker, Stark, McGee. You know, that's my that that's a team that, that is really like they they're all like uh, Elvis Presley's to me. And when I when I when I'd been talking about Andy Walker, he was my favourite player. And um I I'd been talking about things like either way that he ran or the way that he received the ball, the way that he tucked his, the way that he folded his socks up, <laughs> the way his shorts were mm-hmm, mm-hmm. folded up, the way he stripped, this, the, the way that his Celtic cap just sat on him, just like, it was just a beautiful image. The guy was just like quite a, 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 a great footballer, do you know what I mean? But just somebody who I, I totally looked up to. And um, and after that, after the after he wrote that book and that came out, I was in like a I was in a, a pub somewhere. It was like a Saturday night. I don't really like going out. I don't like going to clubs or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I went in and um, I'd met my stepdad and we were we were leaving. Um, and uh, and Andy Walker, Andy Walker said said hello. In fact, I I'd, I'd, I'd went up to Andy Walker actually because I'd seen him, and my stepdad said, "Go now, say say hello." And I was like, "I don't want to feel quite shy." And I was like, oh, "I better just do it, just get it done, James, because uh, you you'll be glad you've done it after it." And 
I was saying, I said, all right to him, and, and, and he kind of did a, did a double check and looked at his against, and he was like, James. I was like, aye, ah, ah, and he said, I read that, what you said about me in, in the book. Brilliant. And uh, he, said that, uh, he said that I had tears, tears streaming down my face when I read that. Wow. So, that, is, that is powerful, you know. I know. That really is. What you're saying there, James, it really um, you know, resonates with me because I think we're roughly the same age and the Centenary team was my team as well. You know, That was when I really fell in love with Celtic was during that season. Um, and I was reading that, uh, or I think I might have watched a video on YouTube where you were talking about going to the game against Borussia Dortmund. And, um, <laughs> you know, That's right. And, um, um, but that's I, I, I always, always remember that, that because uh, it was picked that I did a mention about the, the goal that we missed because uh, I needed a pee <laughs> and it was, it was right at the end of the game I think, I'm sure it was Derek White that scored the winner it was White it was White <laughs> and the, the toilet's one of the best back then James if I recall oh, correctly I don't know I don't know, <laughs> I, don't know. I, can't, I can't really remember but uh, it was quite a different I always remember that the carryouts that people had at their feet oh incredible Aye. That's, that's what I always remember and it, it, was a, it was a normal thing, but... I know, I know. And there was three skips outside Celtic Park on a Monday morning, full, uh, empties, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Unbelievable. But, uh, I mean, I, I think your story's very interesting in that you have then gone on to play football and then, obviously, with, with Las Vegas, you've done the two dream jobs. Bernie Slaven and I were talking about it a few weeks ago. Bernie is a big Smiths fan, and he said, you know, he was either wanting to be a musician or a footballer, and he went another way. But to do the two... You know, you must look back and, and seem immensely proud of that as well. You know, you've, you've had your career with Falkirk and various other clubs in, in Scotland. Did you ever play against anybody who were guys you'd watched as a Celtic fan? Uh, sorry, I was just thinking about what you just said there, but I must be proud. I don't, I don't think it's proud. I think I, I just feel so, so lucky. Mm-hmm. Lucky that I get the chance to meet a lot of the people that I met playing football. Yeah. A lot of these characters are just mad and probably really annoying at the time, winding me up and all that. And, but there was a lot of beautiful, beautiful people that were just really funny, really funny, and a lot of really talented football players as well. Mm-hmm. I feel really lucky for that, and I, I kind of miss them. I wish I'd bumped into them again. I don't really see anybody uh, when I'm with a band and that anymore, do you know what I mean? But uh, and the same with the music as well. I feel just dead, dead lucky, lucky that that I've stumbled a, across, uh, you know, finding my own voice. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of artists, I think that's the thing when they're living their lives. I think that they're trying and trying and trying and trying, but they just kind of seem to break through these barriers to find their voice, their identity. Yeah. And I've been dead, dead lucky to be able to find my so I don't think it's it's not even proud I think it's just I feel lucky the way my ma looks at me mm-hmm. my ma looks at me in a way that she's proud she she loves it so then that just makes me feel lucky it doesn't make me feel proud I guess you know what I mean but, uh, mm-hmm. but sorry what was this, the, the thing you said about yeah I mean no that that's that's Fantastic, that, that can encapsulates what I was uh, thinking. However, I was also wondering, I know you played against Nacho Novo, I was wondering if you also played against any guys who had um, maybe been at Celtic, guys you'd maybe watched as a Celtic fan. Did you ever get an opportunity to play against any ex-Celts? Um, well, I played it when I was with Falkirk. 
I was uh, I was on the bench when we played against uh, um, United, and Andy Walker was playing. I guess uh, Andy Walker was playing for. I'm sure it was Ed United. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I played I played at Celtic Park against Celtic in a closed doors game. All right. So that right. was it. So I played against McNamara was playing on the right, and I was playing on the left. Uh, in that game, actually, there was quite a few Celtic players. There was uh, uh, there was Bratback. Um, who was the centre midfield player again? Uh, Scottish Scottish guy, I'm sure. Scottish centre centre midfield. Forgot quite a lot of their names, but Tosh McKinley. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reaper, maybe Fucost. Martin Vicor, what's his name again? Yeah, Martin Vicor, aye. Aye, Martin Vicor. The Danish guy, yeah. Yeah, that's right, aye. Who else is Brian McLaughlin was playing? I mean, McNamara was a great player. Oh, aye, I used to love him, Jackie. He was a nice guy to play against, I mean, he was a cool guy as well, you know what I mean? Aye, but I guess I played, that was just at Celtic Park. That was like a close doors uh, reserve match when I was with Falkirk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then from there, James, I was at the you know the celebrity um, and the charity games, etc. How, 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 how again? How much of a, an incredible moment was it for you to to then eventually play in the hoops at Celtic Park? And how did that all develop? Who got in touch with you to arrange all that? Um, to be honest with you, I, I didn't really. I, I felt quite. I'm quite a shy person, right? Believe it or not. <laughs> I know that well, you'd say, well, why do you like singing a band? Or does that not make you... That's a different thing. For some reason, I don't feel it in any way shy when I'm on the stage with the band. Right. Or when I'm doing that. But when I'm playing football, I feel a bit like, just, I don't know, just a bit shy, really. And it, but my stepdad, my stepdad used to come and watch the games that I'd play and stuff like that. And he really really wanted me to be, be a football player mm-hmm. you know what I mean and I think that for him he loves it he loves it it was so he I just it's not that I just did it for him like I don't get in the way I do and it's an, it's an amazing thing I'm really glad that he that he gets me to do it but it's really normally his idea I would rather just go to the games and watch kind of thing do you yeah. know what I mean it's, and especially like, if people know the band and all that and you know what I mean I just I just feel a bit I don't know I don't know why. I, I, I've no reason to feel like that, but I would rather just go to the games and watch them. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm glad that I did because the, the end time that I've done the games for Celtic or that, then it's like I've got like a Celtic tap that's in a frame, and my stepdad he's got it and he he loves that. Brilliant. But it's it's, it's mostly for him that I do it. It's my family. My family love all that. Do you know what I mean? So I guess sometimes you just go to date for them but then looking back at it I'm really glad as well because of the people that I've got to meet I mean the, the last game that I'd done when I was sitting with Martin and Neil, um, you know what I mean uh, on the bus mm-hmm. and stuff like that you know I, what a guy and we still keep in touch and all that you know brilliant. what I mean that's brilliant yeah I I mean, the big thing again I was going to ask, obviously with being in a band that's touring and recording, James, um, how do you tend to keep up with the kind of Celtic? I well, well, the night I'm going to, there's a, there's a wee pub um, about five minutes from where I stay. Right. And, um, and that's going to be showing the game tonight. night. So I'll be going to that, but, um, but it really depends. It depends.
depends how it depends how like how busy I'm and stuff like that, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I just I try as much as I can really to, to know what's going on. Um and I guess like it, like if I'm seeing my pals and all that then that they'll let me know as well. Mm-hmm. I mean I find I find it interesting. I'm hoping that if you've got my phone number then you can keep me in the lip. Oh definitely. Uh, without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> without a doubt, James. Um another interesting thing of course is the fact that um other band members are supporters of the great rivals Rangers. Um, how, dif- how different has it been? How's the dynamic been since obviously 2012 and, and the, the massive kind of upheaval and all that? Is it, is it still approached the same way? Oh, like you, can, you can tell it breaks the hearts, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's been probably quite a hard, hard few years, you know what I mean? And I think that that's the thing, that's the thing about it all. It's like, for for anybody that's that, that that that's made an arse yet with with in a business in a business way with angels and stuff like that. The thing is it's, it's all these people but that love that team that they suffer. They, they they suffer. The people that have always supported their team. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that suffer. And you, and it's like it's like we Celtic for for how we, we, we need Rangers. We need the villain. Do you know what I mean? So that because the the, the villain, what is the good, what is the the heroes anyhow? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure for Rangers, they, if, they, if, if, if the same was the other way about, they would need us, and they'd probably see it the same way. You know what I mean? It's something. It's such a it's such a big part of your culture. You know, um, the Celtic and Rangers, the rivalry. You know what I mean? And um, so I guess for them, but I it's. It's something that I would never, that I would never look down on them or Rangers or anything like that for the things that have happened because it's all the, it's all the people that, that just love their football team, that mm-hmm. they suffer, you know what I mean? So I hope for them, for them because they're just the same as me, they're a football fan and yeah. I hope for them that, you know what I mean, they can get just maybe something that's a wee bit more fair because it's just no fair and I don't want Rangers to win. I want Rangers to get beat all the time, <laughs> but at the same time, them as people, I want things. I want things to just be a wee bit fair. You know what I mean? But um, but I'm sure that it's. I'm sure that at some point it would maybe it'll balance itself out to some degree. Do you know what I mean? But I mean, and that's coming for someday. That's coming for somebody that's been through the through the nineties. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that that was that was hard times for us. Tough, tough you know times. I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you, you mentioned earlier, James, and this, as a as a fan, uh, is very interesting. You said you're recording. Um, what what is the next kind of plans for Las Vegas? What you got in the pipeline yourself? So um, I have I've almost 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 finished this album, um, and I think it's going to be really good. I'm glad. I'm just I'm just like, excited to sort of. Uh, share it with people yeah. you know what I mean because it's like this wee thing that I've only known about for a while and stuff like that and it's been developed and stuff and then put it out and then there's like a couple of other albums and records that I've been working on that I've not really spoke about or I've not really told them about and I've been working on them for like maybe even before I was working on this album mm-hmm. and I've been working on these albums these songs with other people kind of thing so I, I really need to get the the details of how it's going to be released, and you know, like, um, like how, like, you know, if it's going to be a charity album, right? 
the charities stuff like that so it's like I've still got a few like details to sort out and I've still got a few tracks to finish off but there'll be a Glass Vegas album and then there'll be a Glass Vegas album but it'll be it'll be a different kind of thing mm-hmm. which, which maybe hopefully maybe the next time we talk then I'll I'll, I'll have more details about it but Brilliant. I think that we've been sort of I know we've been in the shadows for the last couple of years and then I think it's just going to be like boom 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 there'll be like one thing after another excellent that's you know great I mean? to hear there'll be uh, some bit of momentum there oh yeah yeah I'm looking forward to that I really am James and uh Network.